You're listening to Reality Check, and this is the second of two podcasts looking at actors who have played Doctor Who in different media, but weren't the original people associated with the role. I'm Alex Fitch, and in this podcast, I'm talking to John Guylor and Tim Traylor in an interview recorded at the Day of the Doctor convention, which is part of an ongoing series of Doctor Who conventions taking place at a hotel in Slough, organised by Tenth Planet Events. Tim Trellor is taken on the role of the Third Doctor, as originally played by John Pertwee, in a new series of audio dramas. John Guylor is taken on the role of the First Doctor, as originally played by William Hartnell, in DVDs where footage featuring the original First Doctor, William Hartnell, is mixed with new audio soundtracks such as The Planet of the Giants and his cameo in the 50th anniversary special The Day of the Doctor. And to give you a flavour of John Gielor's impression of the first Doctor, here's a clip from the studio recording of the new third episode of The Planet of the Giants, which expands the William Hartnell serial back to its original length and is available on DVD. And here you can hear John performing alongside the original actors, Carol Ann Ford and William Russell, who played the first Doctor's companions in the early 1960s. Can you think be all right, Grandfather? Yes, planning their future without us, I dare say. We're lifting. I'm talking to John Guyler and Tim Trulaw. John, for our listeners who might might not know about what goes on in the marginalia of Doctor Who, for want of a better word, nice. there, there's a super fan called uh, Ian Levine, who has been instrumental over the years as actually rescuing missing episodes of Doctor Who from skips outside the BBC. And as such, you were involved in recreating not so much a missing episode, or rather an episode that was kind of destroyed at the last minute when the BBC decided to make a four-part serial into a three-part serial. Yes. So basically you had to do another 25 minutes of dialogue alongside yeah. the original companions. Yeah, and, and, and it was a wonderful experience as well. Um, but um, I, I'm told that it, there's a possibility that that, uh, that original material may even surface one day, but um, you never know, you never know. People are very hopeful about these things and perhaps too optimistic about these things. <laughs> but no, no, it was, it was a fantastic experience, it really was. Um, and William Russell and uh, Caroline Ford gave me a lot of assistance um, in trying to capture the essence of William Hartnell. Um, I did the best I could do on the day, and um, but I have watched it back recently, I'll be perfectly honest with you, and I could do better now. Um, there are a couple of lines I think, oh, yes, yeah, I hit the spot there. But other than that, I, I could do better now. Yeah. I could. But it's still, you know, it's still a nice little piece. It's, uh, it's an interesting extra mm. on a Planet of Giants is one of my favourite Hartnell stories so but I have to admit when I watch Planet of Giants I only watch the original one <laughs> I can't bear to watch mine I'll be honest I just can't I can't and there's probably some people out there who neither can we oh. <laughs> but, but now watching the three episode version do you feel that oh there's a scene missing here yeah yeah there's a scene missing there's lots of scenes missing <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted by that man. There was a, a man came to our desk, and uh, I got distracted because uh, I thought just he was. Asking me where the toilet was. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Well, there we go. Sorry, so we so, are in the foyer so of a hotel. You, so could you ask the question again so I can answer it um, properly? When you watch the three-episode version now, though, do you feel that there's there are scenes missing because oh, you no. know they're out there? No, no. I actually, I actually think that it was the right idea okay. to remove the scenes that I went back and put back in. <laughs> 
but I actually do think that it works very well uh, as it is. Having said that, I, I am a sucker for, for you know extra material myself, mm. and I just think it's a nice little fun. I would have preferred it to have been audio with photographs mm. rather than a, a full-on reconstruction, unless it, unless Cosgrove Hall would have come in and mm. done it, which would have been lovely. Mm. Um, I don't think you should attempt things like that if you haven't got the money. Mm. I just don't. But Ian did his best um, under the circumstances, and it is what it is. And 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 yeah, I, I think it's I think it's good. I think mm. it's a good piece. Yeah. Um, and Tim, the first time people will have heard you as the third Doctor is as a kind of spectral voice in the audio 50th anniversary special. The lights at the end. Is it because Big Finish felt maybe it would have been a bit weird for that occasion to have you fully playing the character before people kind of eased into the idea? I think that may be behind uh, some of the thinking, yes. Um, I think the main thing was obviously because they had all the surviving doctors that um, that Big Finish um, have stories for. So I think bringing in the, the doctors who were sadly no longer with us, I think that was just a, a nod towards them. Mm. As um, y- Yeah, and maybe if um, uh, they, they were doing it now, maybe they, you know, they, I'd have more lines or something. But I think, yeah, it was a little test out as well, you know. Mm. Um, but, you know, because it all came through Tom, start, Tom Baker to start with anyway, because he said I sounded like John in something I was doing for Big's Finish where I had to sound quite posh. Mm. Uh, which for me apparently sounds like uh, a bit like John Pertwee for some <laughs> reason. So um, it came from there, really. I think that's where they asked me to do the, the bit in, like, t- at the end. Mm. Um, and like John, you know, having heard that, I remember going, I could do this better, I could do this better, mm. much better. And so when they commissioned the Third Doctor series with me in it, obviously I went to town on my work and my background work and... Mm. Um, uh, hours and hours of watching DVDs, The Mutants and The Day of the Spiders and and having his voice always on my phone so I could mm. hear it when I needed to. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's how that came about. Mm. And um, so far, so good, I hope. I hope people enjoy it. Yeah. Well, b- before you got that first part in Destination Nerva alongside Tom Baker, were you already a Doctor Who fan, or have you become a fast learner, as it were? <laughs> well, I was, I was a massive Tom Baker fan when I was growing up. He was my Doctor Who. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and I th- I th- that's, that's who I see Doctor Who as, you see. Mm. Um, I th- Everyone has the, their Doctor. That, their Doctor, and that yeah. was, he was my Doctor. Uh, and I used to be scared of the music, you know, the beginning, and uh, I used to love it, and I used to love canine. I just love him, and um, so yeah, I, 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 have to, I have to admit I am I don't watch as much TV as I should do mm. now. Um, what with work and, and stuff, so I've missed a lot of the, the reincarnations of the, the later Doctors. But um, obviously now I'm quite well up on the John Pertwee uh, era. Mm. Um, so yeah, but um, as I say, Tom, Tom Baker was was the Doctor of my mm. my youth anyway. And it's interesting that when Big Finish have other actors play the first and second Doctors, it's uh, William Russell and um, uh, Fraser Hines doing their voices. So in a way, perhaps one of the reasons you got the job playing the third Doctor is because Richard Franklin doesn't do a very good impression of John Pertwee. <laughs> no, but I understand, I understand Katie Manning does. Well, I know, and that, yeah. but that would be, that would be yeah. kind of weird to have yeah. her playing the third Doctor throughout an yeah, entire series. I mean, I know his trousers were tight, but they weren't that tight, were they? <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, no. Um, I suppose yeah. I suppose I'm lucky that uh, Richard either doesn't want to or can't do the Doctor. It's given me some uh, a nice little line in um, line in work. Mm. I mean, 
something that Big Finish have kind of made apparent with this forthcoming Third Doctor serial is that you're playing the narrator and it's the narrator who's doing the voice of the Third Doctor. Um, but in that case, why doesn't your Third Doctor sound a little bit Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question, but I think that, I, that would be a cop-out. So um, I think I had to have a, an attempt at... Um, at t- trying to do John, not an impersonation, but trying to catch his speech mm. um, uh, mannerisms. You know the, the the slight speech impediment and the um, that sort of quite clipped English thing. Mm. And I think to do it quite Welsh, you'd lose that mm. essence of him. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be right if he was Welsh. <laughs> funnily enough, it just wouldn't be right. I mean, there should be a, a Welsh doctor, I think, yeah, and yeah. it's disgrace there hasn't been. <laughs> Well, I mean, Tim was just talking about impressions. Um, that's yes. why I moved. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. Nice one. Thanks. T- um, Tim's signing autographs now because he's more popular than I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim talks about impressions. <laughs> but alongside playing the first Doctor, mm-hmm. you've also done kind of the whole gamut of Doctors for Ian Levine's kind of fan projects, which must be a little bit weird as an actor because it's... Um, these are videos that no one will ever see because of copyright, hopefully, unless hopefully. someone breaks into his house, you know. Yeah, well, I would prefer it that not if somebody breaks into his house. I don't want anyone <laughs> to break into his house, God forbid. But um, yes, we did an awful lot of work in a short amount of time, and I was doing impersonations of people that I assured him that I couldn't, I couldn't pull this off, you know, and I said, look, I can't do this, really. And he said, you can, you can. <laughs> so I, I did try my best. So there are some embarrassing moments. So there are a lot of, there's a lot of uh, material that I would prefer would stay with Ian to be quite honest because it's quite embarrassing um, but during that period I discovered that I could do a passable Hartnell um, which I built upon uh, I thought I was going in to do Tom anyway because I'm very confident with my with my Tom impersonation and um, I ended up playing Peter Davison as well uh, which wasn't very good initially but I built on that um, so yeah, it was, it was quite embarrassing because I mean, I worked with all the people that Tim's now working with with Big Finish. I'd worked with Katie and Richard and Julian Glover and uh, Peter Miles. All these one, all these people from my youth that I, you know, I suddenly sat down playing Doctor Who. It was, like, it was right. That's the best way to 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 think of what we did with Ian. Yeah. It was like going out to play as a child. That's <laughs> okay. what, that's that's what, rather than an acting job. It was like a. Imagine going to a convention, but you get to play Doctor Who as well. Yeah. That, that, well that, that's... I think you'll notice we're surrounded by people dressed as Tom Baker and Sylvester McCoy. I have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did Ian find you in the first place then? Had you already been doing, uh, for the best word, impressions of various Doctors? Well, do you know, I, I'm not exactly sure how he, how he found me. I'd have to give that some thought. Uh, I mean, I do... I'm a voice artist, and uh, as, as well as an actor. But I'm an actor uh, primarily. It's just that the voice artistry is, is, is something that pays the bills. Um, so uh, you know, I've got a home studio, and in between jobs, I like to mess about and do little skits and sketches. Uh, and I did a I did a, a William Hartnell sketch. He heard it, and that led to the phone call. Um, but but I didn't think it was very good. You know, I just did it for my own amusement, really. So that's that's how he found me. Yeah. Okay. And, and Tim, how did your voice reel end up at Big Finish? Uh, well, it's just a matter of luck, actually. Um, I was at a birthday party in a park somewhere in London, and we're <laughs> um, not like that. And um, 
And um, John Dorney, who writes a lot for Big Finish, and actually actually in Big Finish as well, he was a couple of years above me in drama school. And um, we got chatting, and he found out I'd won this uh, Cotton Hobbs Award, BBC Cotton Hobbs Award. I'd done a lot of work with Radio 4, and he said, oh, we must get you into to Big Finish. So um, it came around like that, really. I didn't have to send... I don't think I sent my voice tape in. I can't remember. Maybe I did. I don't know. But, um, yeah, the first job I got was... Um, Destination Nerva with, mm. with Tom and that's the reason why I'm sitting here signing <laughs> autographs today I guess <laughs> I mean what was the experience like uh, acting alongside Katie Manning and Richard Franklin being with them did that kind of make you more Pertwee-esque because you found yourself kind of in that role well they were an amazing support they were so encouraging so helpful bits of mm. advice and stories about John and, and they were just so supportive and they just they gave me a lot of confidence when I was mm. um, doing it Kate kept saying oh you really sound like him this is always here and all that sort of stuff I mean whether that was just trying to G me up a bit I don't know it probably was but well, no, um, they could have said he's terrible yeah, he's <laughs> said, we need to recast yeah yeah um, but yeah they, they gave a considerable amount of help um, mm. uh, making me at ease because well, when, I, when I got to the studio for the first day of recording, even though I'd been a big finish lots of times before, I suddenly felt the cold tip grip of terror clutch my heart as uh, I realised what I was actually doing. So, but they've been uh, just just wonderful and, and great, and um, it's just a scream in the in the studio. It really is. I mean, we have a lot of laughter, you know. And, it's it's just really great. And Nick Briggs, who who produces it, is you know he's a wonderful pair of hands and um, he's, he's offered so much guidance as well. Mm. Well, I suppose one of the things about coming in and playing a doctor who was already played by someone else is that the BBC set a precedent for that not being sacrosanct anyway because they had Richard Herndl come in to play William Hartnell in The Five Doctors. So perhaps that kind of thing makes it easier for fans to accept recasting. I don't know. I, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I have no... You know, I, I, I'm no stranger to social media, and I have looked uh, occasionally at the fan forums and, you know, <laughs> things on Twitter, yeah, <laughs> Twitter and Facebook and all that sort of thing. And there has been, I have to say, especially since the trailers come out for the Third Doctor Adventures, that there's been an amazing amount of support and, uh, you know, well wishes. But, you know, I, I understand that it's extremely important for a lot of people mm. and I understand that some people don't want you know um, someone else stepping into the shoes of their beloved mm. um, doctor I, I, I completely understand that so I'd ask those people just to, to give it a go and have, have a listen and um, um, you never know you, you might sort of you might enjoy it I mean that's a great thing about listening to something as opposed to seeing it mm. you can transport yourself into suspending disbelief and you know and and to just just believe in the story and and hopefully just eventually accepting it mm. um I, you know but each each each, each man's own opinion is his own and hers i better say that um so yeah yeah i and i understand completely but i'm i'm really bowled over by the the overwhelming um amount of support i've had mm. uh, from them the fans Without spoiling it, what adventures can we expect from your third Doctor coming up? Maybe a bit of karate, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> They're excellent stories. Justin Richards and um, John Dorney, who I've mentioned, fairly enough, have, have written two wonderful stories and they're so in keeping with the era, you know, down to the, the sound effects and the music and just the way that the people speak, you know, mm. how long is it? It's 40 years ago, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, they're great stories and hopefully, you know, there may be some more. 
fingers crossed. And John, you haven't done any big finish yet, I guess because perhaps William Russell is a little bit proprietorial about playing the Doctor himself. But you have done an additional audio drama reading called uh, Doctor Omega, which in a way feels like a parallel universe version of the first Doctor, because we've already had Peter Cushing playing an alternate first Doctor Indeed. in the movie, so now this is almost what would Doctor Who have been like if it was written by the French. And, and that's, that's why I agreed to do it, because I thought, oh, goodness, you know, if this, this character is, is, is very similar to William Hartnell, so... I'm go- they wanted me to play it as William Hartnell originally, and I mm. said, no, I don't want to do that because it's not the Doctor. Mm. What I want to do is play it a little bit like William Hartnell so that in, in the same way that the book has similarities to mm. Hartnell's first Doctor, so the voice has similarities to Hartnell's first Doctor and nothing more. Mm. Um, also, at the time, the difficulty that I had was I'd already been contacted by the BBC to play William Hartnell mm. in the 50th and I was instructed not to mention it to anybody. So I couldn't go to these people and say, I can't do it like that because... Mm. So they were a bit perplexed. I said, well, well you know, we, we, we're employing you because you sound like William Hartnell, but you're refusing to do it. Uh, it was very difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I quite like what we did there. <clears throat> these Martians are geniuses! <laughs> exclaimed the Doctor. They have discovered aviation. They are marvellous. It is fairy-like. <laughs> See how all of this is marvellously regulated and with such accuracy. I don't know if you've heard it, but I no, quite No, like I it. haven't. I, and you do actually sound very Hartnell-esque. Somebody told me that they'd dubbed, they'd got their copy and they dubbed the Doctor Who music on the front and the <laughs> end of it so that it sounded like a Hartnell audio adventure. Mm. And apparently he's been campaigning ever since with Big Finish to get me, get me into Big Finish. But, um, yeah, so, that, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like Tim um, is doing the third Doctor Adventures, the way that they've done Companion Chronicles and first Doctor Adventures, it have one of the Companions narrator. Mm. But in a way, if they wanted to go more full cast audio, mm. you could play the first Doctor and then the actor who plays the Companion could concentrate more on that without mm. kind of mudging the waters. But perhaps that's maybe difficult because, you know, you said that when you recorded the additional dialogue for... Um, Plant of the Giants alongside Carol and, and William. You were acting together as a team, so maybe yeah. having done that once, there'd be amenable for you doing it again for an audio play. Quite possibly. Well, Carol and Ford <laughs> did say at the time we should do this, we should do this as, a, a, as an audio, uh, you know, a story set before mm. an unearthly child, which I really, I like the idea of that. Mm. Um, and I'm a big fan of Maureen O'Brien mm. as well, so I don't know, I don't know. But I, 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 I don't know about the wisdom of doing something like that. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but, you know, we, this is all pie in the sky, I've, nobody's offered me anything, so if it's offered, I'll, I'll discuss it with somebody, if, you know, but um, other than that, I'm okay mm. to leave things as they are because it, it's like Tim said earlier, you're stepping into somebody else's shoes, that is very difficult, especially, mm. I mean he's got an amazing job, step, John Pertwee for goodness sake, you know he's very well respected isn't he <laughs> and he's revered and, mm. and um, I'll be quite honest with you when John Culshaw started doing impersonations of Tom, mm. I was among the ones thinking, well I, I can't hear that, I can't, I can't hear Tom in that impersonation, sorry, it doesn't sound like it I was one of those, you know, so yeah because Tom's my doctor, mm. you know um, and it is, you get proprietorial about your Doctor. Mm. Plus, we've all played Doctor Who, we all want to be Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and if some 
sod <laughs> is getting to do it and you're not. It's, it can be, yeah, I can understand why people would get upset about that. Mm. So it's a difficult one. If I was having fun and I was offered it, yes, I'd do it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, in terms of uh, your performances as the first Doctor, mm. providing um, dialogue for... Um, the footage in Day of the Doctor and Plant of um, the Giants, yeah. was it a bit like doing animation in a way? That because you're kind of adding a yeah. voice to additional footage, did that mean it required more takes? If only for technical reasons, do it a little bit faster, do it a little bit slower kind of thing. Well, in, in the case of Planet of Giants, no, because we only had a certain amount of time and we didn't have any rehearsal, we just went in and did it. Mm. So, but in the, in the case of um, Day of the Doctor... Mm. It was a little bit more like that, mm. because I, I, I was shown, obviously, I saw it before all of you did. I saw the 13 <laughs> Doctors scene very early on. Ah. Obviously, ah, well, no, now, listen, no, no, Capaldi wasn't there okay. at the beginning. Whether they were hiding that from me, just in case I went out and told people or not, I don't know, or whether this was an afterthought, afterthought much further on, mm. because my, um, the Hartnell Doctor had a little bit more interaction with the Hurt Doctor. It was only oh, tiny. Okay. He was just kind of telling him to get on with it, and the Hurt Doctor said, all right, all right, you know. <laughs> so it was only a tiny little bit of extra, but that, that, that took the place of... Well, it's now Capaldi. He's in, the, he's in that spot now. Mm. So I did lose two lines because of Peter Capaldi. So <laughs> if you're listening, Peter, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Cheers, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that you're signing... Uh, photos of that scene where you have the 13 Doctors together on a, on a cloud. It's interesting that as someone who only provided the voice, you're also signing the image. It's insane. I mean, after Day of the Doctor went out, I started mm. get via Spotlight and uh, woo, Equity. Mm. I was getting fan mail immediately. Immediately, because it was been on, you know, it was 23rd of mm. November 19, 2013. You know, it was a big deal. You know, so it went out uh, to a lot of people. So, mm. I mean, we're talking about seven seconds voice work here. <laughs> and they were sending me pictures of William Hartnell and asking me to sign them. And I found that very strange. Mm. Some people printed pictures off of myself, <laughs> which I found even stranger. Um, and I signed those as well. But myself and Tim have been signing pictures. He's been signing, obviously, pictures of Pertwee. And I've been mm. signing pictures of Hartnell all day. And it is very strange. Mm. Um, but obviously, I understand why. Because my face is not associated with Doctor Who. Mm. William Hartnell's face is. And I'm now providing the voice when asked. So... Yeah, it's very strange. Mm. It's odd. <laughs> I mean, have you found that experience, Tim, signing photos of John Pertwee? <laughs> yes, uh, it's extremely strange. But you know, the good thing about something like today is that you meet so many people, so many lovely people, and mm. you, you just you, you can't help but being sucked in by the enthusiasm that uh, you know everyone has for for Doctor Who, and mm. it's really uh, it's such a nice, such a nice, happy, friendly crowd, you know. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's not writing your name alongside some old bloke's uh, picture. <laughs> don't mind. I don't mind. It's you know, it's it's better than being um, better than having a real job, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean Pertwee dressed up as his father for saw, Halloween last year. Yeah. You've been tempted to don a curly wig at all? Um, no, uh, <laughs> I haven't. No, I'm sure at some point someone's going to get me to do it for a for a lot. I mean, I have got the sort of beak of him, I think, a little mm-hmm. bit, and the chin. Um, but yeah, I saw that with Sean Pertwee, and it, it was—it did look like him, didn't it? It really did. Yeah, maybe I'll get out the old purple cape and uh, 
<laughs> and the old um, the old lady's wig. <laughs> sorry, John, if you're listening. I'm sorry, I've just been um, handed this. I've just, wow. An artist has just given me a picture of William Hartnell and two Daleks from the Dalek Invasion of Earth. You can see it as well. It, uh, mm. I, that's amazing. Well, and again, actually, um, this this photo that you've been handed is almost like this mashup of the old and the new because when Dalek yes. Invasion of Earth was released on DVD they added CGI Dalek ships to it so it's this yeah. revisiting and kind of remixing of old footage keeps yeah. on happening I guess which is an interesting way of keeping things fresh it is and I'm, I, do you know I, I'm really pleased that people want to do that whether, mm. they, whether I'm used or not that's irrelevant just the fact mm. that you know that people want to keep this alive is absolutely incredible and I can understand why I can understand why it's William Harnell and, and, and Tom are my favourite doctors. Mm. And, um, yeah, uh, the, the idea of hearing even just the essence of Hartnell again, to, mm. even to me, even if it's not me, is, is great. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it is actually what I want to hear. I think, I think on television that's different because, mm. it, you, you know, you, you can't really achieve that. I mean, you can't replace William Hartnell. It's just impossible. Mm. And no matter how good an impersonator is... <sighs> No, you know, you can't, you can never get there 100%. You just can't, you just can't. So you've got to provide the essence of that mm. performance. But yeah, um, yeah, William Hartnell's doctor, if he hadn't done the job, I know it's a cliche, and all of everybody says it, but if he, if, if he hadn't done the job mm. right in the first place, we, nobody would be sat here today. Mm. Just wouldn't. We just wouldn't. And do you think there'll be any more opportunities for you to play Hartnell's doctor again? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Nobody's approached me. I've made I made it clear to Stephen Moffat that I'm available. <laughs> um, so he knows that he, he knows I'm available. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I know you, you made a point on stage when you were talking just now to say that the translation of Dr. Omega that's used for mm. the audio recording is a different one to Jean-Marc Lefissier's, which came out mm. as a novel a few years ago. But he actually, I think, wrote some sequels. So maybe he if did. the rights to those could be got for audio. I think, I think it did he only do one sequel? I'm not sure. I think there, there's a collection called Dr. Omega and the Shadow Men. Right. So maybe it's him and various other people. Oh, is that, I thought that was just one story. Okay, okay. Oh, well, you never know then in we that case. Petition for that. <laughs> if you want a petition, you can do that. <laughs> Change.org. Change.org, yes. Definitely. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers, thank you. Thank you. John Guylaw's impression of William Hartnell is featured in the DVD Planet of the Giants, where the original three-part Doctor Who TV serial has been expanded back to the four episodes it was originally conceived of from the original scripts, and footage of William Hartnell has been mixed with new animation featuring Guylaw's impression of the first Doctor, alongside new scenes recorded with Carol Ann Ford and William Russell. John also has a Blink annual Miss It cameo as William Hartnell in the 50th anniversary special, The Day of the Doctor, which is available on DVD and Blu-ray. And his rendering of the first Doctor in perhaps a parallel universe is available as the 4CD adventure Doctor Omega and the Fantastic Adventure to Mars, which is available from Explore Multimedia and Cherry Red Records. Tim Trelaw, who has taken on the role of the third Doctor, from its original actor, John Pertwee, can be heard in the CD box set The Third Doctor Adventures, available from bigfinish.com, on shiny discs, or as an audio download. If you enjoyed my conversation with Tim and John about their appearances as Doctor Who in new multimedia 
Gallifreyan Productions, why not check out the companion podcast in which I'm talking to John Colshaw, who impersonates Tom Baker in episodes of Dead Ringers and BBC Audiobooks, and David Troughton, who has taken on his role of the second Doctor, as previously played by his father, Patrick Troughton, in BBC Audiobooks and Radio 4 Extra full cast productions alongside Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor. You can find that alongside all the other Reality Check podcasts at sci-fi-london.com stroke podcast. And there'll be a new episode online soon. To play us out, to conclude this look at actors who have taken on the role of Doctor Who from the original actors who played him, here's an excerpt from the story The Havoc of Empires featuring Tim as the third Doctor alongside John Pertwee's original companions Katie Manning and Richard Franklin. Thanks for listening. Notification. Landing procedures are nearly complete. Now remember you two, the minute we're let into the docking bay, we slip towards the TARDIS. Won't someone hear us? I imagine everyone else will be busy watching Janos Perel as he disembarks. We should be fine. Notification. Landing procedures are now complete. You may enter docking bay. What was that? Janos Perel disembarking his ship. Permanently. <laughs>